Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. It's a good feeling. It's a good day. Um, not only for me, but for my family. And um, we're excited. Like I said, um, St. Louis is a place that, that we've wanted to be at for a while now. So to get this opportunity and to, uh, and to make it official, is um, it, 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 it feels good. It's a good day. That is new Cardinals pitcher Sonny Gray talking with our guy Matt Pauley, host of Sports Open Line. It is the Chris and Amy show here on KMOX. And to talk about where the Cardinals are, where they go from here, it is the television broadcaster who will be entering his second year on the job. Chip Carey joins us on the Quiver River Electric guest line. Chip, what's going on? Good to hear from you guys. Happy holidays. Well, same to you, Chip. Um, so it's been busy already for the Cardinals. I mean, I don't, I don't recall the last time they have been this active this quickly um, with the start of the offseason happening a little over a month ago. So uh, what do you think so far, just generally speaking, taking a look at what they've done? Well, Mo's a man of his word, right? He said pitching, pitching, pitching. Well, he's gotten three pitchers here in the last two weeks. And it fills the obvious need that the Cardinals had last year. The starting pitching let the club down. They didn't have a good year. And by signing uh, Gibson and Lynn and Gray, you get innings, you get strikeouts, you get experience, and you get depth. And those are all things that are going to be valued for the Cardinals in 2024 going forward. So it's a good start to the offseason. I'm sure Mo has another uh, longer list of uh, laundry items he'd like to take care of and cross off here in the weeks ahead. But certainly he's got a head start going into the winter meetings next weekend. So if you look at this pitching staff the way it is right now, forget about the bullpen. We'll, we'll get to that in a second. But the starting uh -huh. rotation, if they go into the 2024 season just like this, how comfortable are you with it? I'm more comfortable than I was last year. I think, though, if you think about the Cardinals and, and making the postseason, you really need that one-two punch. Sonny Gray, second in the Cy Young voting in the American League, could certainly be part of that one-two punch. Who's the guy that's going to step up and match up uh, with the opposing club's number one or number two starter? I think that's the open question right now. And if the Cardinals uh, either have the dollars available or the prospects available to go out and get that kind of a guy, then I think we can get really excited about uh, where the Cardinals' rotation could carry them uh, next season and going forward. As I said, uh, the three guys they brought in are all big league guys. They're all pros. They all pitched quality innings. They strike out guys. Yeah, they give up a lot of hits and all of that. That's fine. Uh, but to really match up in postseason play, which is where I think we all expect and want the Cardinals to be, really want to see that one-two punch, whether that's from within or uh, by signing a guy to a big contract or using the trade assets the Cardinals have to go get him. Well, I'm sure you have the pulse, uh, your finger on the pulse of Cardinals Nation here, and a lot of mumbling and grumbling from fans. I feel like if this was, this caps off the biggest moves for the team a lot of fans might be dissatisfied with that. Well, I can't speak for the fans. I, as I said, I, I, look, I'm greedy. I, you know, I'm one of those guys. I want all the good players to play for the Cardinals, right? And it's easy for me to spend uh, the DeWitt's money. It's easy for me to trade the prospects. And I'm a guy that has always said, I, I let the GM GM the team, and he lets me broadcast the games. 
Uh, but that said, you know, look, if you if you want to go for it, uh, you know, that number one, number two guy, another one of those would never be a bad thing. And uh, I think the more guys like that you can accumulate and acquire, the more depth it gives you, the knowledge that they're going to be able to pass along to the youngsters you already have on your staff and in your minor leagues. I think those are all things that go far beyond the dollars of the prospects you might have to give up to get that guy and bring him in. Sonny Gray and Lance Lynn and Kyle Gibson are all great starts, but look, I'm greedy. It's that time of year. I'm fat and happy after all that Thanksgiving turkey and dressing. Let's go get one more guy and really go for it and see where it takes us. Chip Carey is visiting with us here on KMOX. The Cardinals have been busy during the offseason so far. I know uh, there are fans who are looking at this and saying this is this is great. It's Certainly an improvement from last year, but fans who obviously want there to be a little bit more. How realistic do you think we need to be in terms of what the Cardinals do next? And again, I know you're not the prognosticator here, but right. as you as you look at it, how do you see it? Well, it comes down to two things, right? It comes down to dollars. If you want to go out and get uh, Yamamoto or you want to go uh, get another uh, top flight free agent guy, you know, Aaron Nola, let's use it as an example. That was a $175 or so million dollar contract that the Phillies gave him. It's either money or it's prospects. I think one of the advantages the Cardinals have at this stage by most striking early and getting three guys uh, he hasn't touched any of his trade capital to go out and get starting pitching. He can still utilize some of the extraneous assets that they have in the infield, the outfield, and in the farm system, quite frankly, to go ahead and put together a package to bring in a guy where it doesn't necessarily cost you hundreds of millions of dollars. You get a guy that's under control for a couple of years. So um, there are options now that probably weren't there two weeks ago before this flurry of signings took place, and I think for that, Mo deserves a lot of credit. He sort of set the market uh, by, by going out and taking care of business quickly and confidently and getting guys on short one-year deals that don't lock down the Cardinals for long-term acquisitions or long-term commitments. And those guys, if they pitch well, so be it. If they don't, then you, you turn your attention to another free agent class or a deal uh, during the season or after the season next year. What about the offense, Chip? Last year it was more than capable, um, and you've got mm-hmm. a couple of anchors in the lineup in Arenado and Goldschmidt who are, I mean, they're admittedly they're getting older, so you don't know mm-hmm. when the, how long that production will be around, but – is, is that offense as it is right now, the addition of Contreras, uh, the young player in Walker, is, is all of that, in your mind, good enough? I think it's pretty good. I, I think if you look, frankly, at what Arenado and Goldschmidt did last year, they took a step back from their 1-3 rankings in the MVP race. I think they're going to be better. I think Contreras was a great addition offensively. I think he's going to be much better defensively. Let's not forget that Brendan Donovan missed all of the second half of the season, and he's a very, very important cog to this offense. You had a rookie in Jordan Walker who played almost every day and was a totally different player after his summons back from the minor leagues. I think he's going to take a big step forward for the team. Got to figure out who's going to play center field. For me, Tommy Evans, the best center fielder on the roster, is constructed now. You've got Lars Newtbar who can play left. Maybe you platoon and uh, get a right-handed banger if you're not going to bring Tyler O'Neill back. But if you look at the Cardinals on paper, at least the way that they uh, could be, yeah, I think this is an offense that went that one that's right is is more than potent enough to to do a lot of damage. And let's think about this too, Chris. Most of the time last year, the Cardinals were playing from behind in the first three four innings. It was four to one, five to two, six to three, day after day after day. That's a tough way to work offensively when you have to <laughs> when you try to come back from those big early inning deficits. So hopefully that's something else that this uh, pitching flurry acquisitions will uh, will take care of.
And it was about a year ago that the Cardinals did sign Wilson Contreras. That was the big splash. And then anytime you switch from a cornerstone like Yadier Molina at the catching position to a new player, star, whatever mm-hmm. it may be, there's a, there's a learning curve. Do you see Wilson Contreras being notably more comfortable and settled in this year? I would think so. Uh, you can't help but be. But now the learning curve is going to change again because he's got, for the moment, three new guys he's got to learn on his pitching staff. But that's all part of the, the process. Uh, look, I think Wilson handled what was a very difficult year in many respects, very, very professionally and very, very well. Uh, the guy came to work. His teammates grew to trust him and really like him both at the plate and behind it. Uh, he's a great guy. He wants to win. He's, as I'm sure you've read, all the comments about what he's doing this offseason to prepare for what will be a big season for him and for the club. I mean, I'm encouraged by that. He's a great guy. He wants to win. He wants to win in St. Louis, and he wants to be a, a proud Cardinal. And I'm sure that, um, as you said, following in the footsteps of Yadier Molina can't be easy for anybody. But he knew what he was getting into when he signed here. And uh, the fact that Yadi gave him his, his endorsement, I think, uh, speaks volumes as to what he can be and what he will be. And I think we're all looking forward to that. I'm always a little surprised, Chip, when I hear that a player who had been around as long as as Yadier had been and, you know, made good money doing it, that they want to get back into the game and they want the grind of coaching uh, pretty mm. quickly after being done with the game. I mean, a lot of these guys, you've seen it over your career. Sure. They, as soon as they're done, they just want, they want to get away because it's, it is a lot of work and they've made good money and they don't feel like they need mm-hmm. to. Does it surprise you that he wants to get back into coaching and one day be a manager? No, I don't think so. I think that there are people who are involved in the game. I can speak for myself. I don't have that problem. My wife looks at the calendar in January and says, when does spring training start? Let's go. Uh, so, right, you know, you know the feeling, right? So, no, I think there are guys who are baseball lifers. And I think if you ask players honestly, and I think Wayno is going to go through this to a certain degree, um, when you are involved in the game in any capacity, any meaningful capacity, the moment it's done, is really, really hard. It's part of your existence. I mean, I've been married uh, 27 seasons uh, with my wife, Susan. We don't say years, it's seasons. That's mm-hmm. just sort of how our <laughs> life revolves around the game, right? And and I, I think that when you take that away or when you get away from that, yeah, being home and all that stuff is wonderful and spending time with family is great, and I'm not taking that away or diminishing it in any way for anybody. But how much golf can you play when you're 43 years old? And I think that the rhythm and the circadian rhythm of our sport, the start of spring and and getting ready in in January for spring training start in February and hopefully playing on into November, that circadian rhythm becomes as much of your DNA as uh, breathing oxygen. So, no, it doesn't surprise me that guys like Yadier, who are going to be in Cooperstown, want to be a part of it. Financial considerations aside, you, if you if you love the game like he did and represented the Cardinals so well, heck, why wouldn't you want to come back and be beloved some more? Right, and I think, too, when you're talking about just fierce competitors and elite athletes at the top of their game, yes, they're human, but I also think they're wired differently. There's a, yeah. there's a drive, there's a dedication, and a a almost monomaniacal focus on the game that really is partly what sets them apart because you can be talented, but you have to put the work in. Yeah, the, 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 the addiction of competition, I think, is the way that, that, that uh, many guys have talked about. I mean, Chipper Jones mentioned that to me. You, know, you go through withdrawal yeah. when you're home, and all of a sudden the team's going on a road trip to start the season, and you're sitting home, and you're in the carpool line <laughs> waiting for the game to start. You know, that's, that's, that's a stark, stark change for people who've done it for 20-plus years. 
uh, like Yadier Molina and so many others. So, look, uh, whatever role he wants to come back in, I know the Cardinals and their fans are excited about it. A guy with his drive and his experience and his pedigree as a Cardinal, that can do nothing but help uh, current players and future players uh, in the organization. And uh, you can never have too many great representatives wearing the uh, the birds and the bat. And if Molina decides to do that in whatever capacity, heck, man, who wouldn't be for that? TV voice of the Cardinals, Chip Carey, is with us here on KMOX. We we talked about where the where the pitching is, the the offense for this team. What do you think of the Cardinals as they are right now? I, well, maybe I should ask the question this way. We know how the other teams in the National League Central operate typically or how they plan to operate. How do you see the Cardinals within the Central Division knowing that You've got the Cubs have a new manager. They'll probably spend mm-hmm. a little bit. They'll be active. The Reds, who really knows what they'll do? The Brewers are kind of uh, not sure about the Brewers right now. What do you think of the right. Cardinals within the division? Well, right now they're automatically better than they were last year, and they won 71 games, so that's certainly encouraging. Um, you know, look, I, I grew up in St. Louis, and the Cardinals teams that I loved watching were teams that, that didn't say, hey, we're competing to win a division. We're competing for a chance to get to and win the World Series. And I think the Cardinals are just a couple of moves away from doing that. There'll be important moves. There'll be tough moves. There'll be expensive moves. But I think they're, they're certainly doable uh, if, if the right opportunity arises. I don't doubt for a minute that the DeWitts and, Bill, and uh, uh, Mo will, will, will pounce on that. But uh, right now, you, you, I don't worry about what the other teams are. I worry about measuring the Cardinals against the team that was last year. They're better than they were last year right now. And I think that should give everybody pause for uh, for hope and encouragement and see what else Mo can do here. As we said, the, the uh, uh, winter meetings start in Nashville, and that's where the fun really starts because the hot stove is going to heat up another couple hundred degrees or so. You don't go to Nashville, do you, or, or do you? No, 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 no. Yeah, all right, all no. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My traveling's over until February. I'm done. I don't so, want to go anywhere. I enjoy I enjoy the comforts of my own home for a while. You have the best job in the whole world, and you get to do. you get to spend all of this time doing whatever. What are you doing with your off season? Oh, yeah. Well, right now I'm, I'm I live in St. Augustine, Florida, in the off season, which, by the way, in case fans didn't know this, is America's oldest city, and it is the yeah. site of the first Thanksgiving in North America. Don't let the pilgrims lie to you. Uh, <laughs> Those there's Those only one in this room children. right now. Hey, well, I'm sorry, the Mayflower. That was that was 60 years later, or whatever. Uh, no, I'm, I'm I'm going for my uh, my hot girl walk this morning. It's uh, let's see for for Florida. It's, uh, you're, you're hot it's girl walk. Degrees. Yeah, you don't know about that. Yeah, hot girl walk. Well, I've heard of the hot girl summer. What's the hot girl walk? Well, no, well, you don't know about this. Oh, this is a big thing. Yeah, Brad Thompson and I and Alexa Dat and Katie Wu on the road trips. You know, we get up in the morning with Ricky Horton and we go exercise. We go for like a three-hour walk every day. And uh, Katie and Alexa said these are hot girl walks. Wow. Oh, okay. I just, I, so I, I decided been left to left out of the hot girl walks. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, I'm looking it up right now. It says it's a four mile outdoor walk where you can only think about three things. <laughs> the th- hold on a second. The things you're grateful for, yep. your goals for the year, and uh, yeah. hold on, what's the other one? And uh, and uh, how you and how hot you are. So that's it. Well, I'm not hot. I can promise you that because oh, we decided that. that we we decided among the guys that Brad Thompson's the hottest guy of the hot girls. That's not true. You're so again. <laughs> think about this. Don't so, tell him I said that. But that's I that's will. Not no, true. that's true. No, true. He's a former professional athlete, so he automatically has four or five notches above tall. the rest of us mere mortals. Chip, I am tall. tall. Yeah. yeah, but I'm as wide as I am tall, and that's the part I'm working oh, on with the hot girl walk. That's not so. true either. <laughs> 
So, Chip, yeah, on. so I'm on. So you, so you asked what I was doing. I'm on a hot girl walk, <laughs> walking along the bayfront here in uh, in beautiful St. Augustine, Florida. I'm just a few uh, a few uh, feet from the Fountain of Youth, and keeping okay. which I will probably bathe in. Okay, you listen to him. <laughs> and keeping the pilgrims in check. Exactly, those lying pilgrims. pilgrims. <laughs> those lying pilgrims. <laughs> Chip Carey, it's, it's good. That some interest, won't it? Okay. Yeah, well, she won't believe what Chip Carey said about the, the pilgrims. New, the New York oh, Post, God. Chip Carey, yeah. Cardinals broadcaster, yeah. says the oh, pilgrims lied. <laughs> yeah, me and my buddy Phil Mushnick, it'll be terrific. I can't oh, wait. Man, Chip Carey, it's good to talk uh, to you. We'll probably bother you yeah. at least a time or two we before the... To. Before the, uh... I would love it. I miss you guys. Can't wait to see you. And, hey, th- this is an exciting – again, I'm speaking as a fan. Uh, this is an exciting time, and I know Mo's taking a lot of grief for what happened last year. you got to tip your cap. He, uh, he went out, did what he said he was going to do, and hopefully he's not done. I don't think he is. And uh, these are going to be exciting times to be a Cardinal fan, and we're all blessed and happy and thankful as we walk on our hot girl walk <laughs> for what's happened so far and look ahead to next year. Have fun on your walk, Chip. Okay, guys. See you soon. That's Chip Carey, TV voice for the Cardinals. All right, so uh, this is, uh, let me reiterate, Mm. the hot girl walk, Mm -hmm. four-mile, four-mile outdoor walk. Which is a good walk. It shouldn't take three hours. Yeah, did he say three hours? That's a long walk. I don't know what he said. Yeah, well, for four miles. You can generally do two miles an hour. Yeah. Well, I mean, they're strolling. A mile an hour is really slow. They're strolling. Yeah. They're strolling. Um, so you can only talk. You can only think about three things on your hot girl walk. Okay. Let me reiterate: what you're grateful for. Yep. Your goals for the year. Yep. And how hot you are. Yep. That's right. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time: baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did.